We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anora Boys are definitely in the building. It's Tuesday. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, you got to do it. Responsibly. Make sure you do it responsibly. Look, left. great show today. Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network. It's going to join us second half of the show. We're going to find out the view of Notre Dame nationally based upon some crazy things that have happened over the last month. And then we'll preview Big Ten football and the changes that are coming with the addition of USC and UCLA. And does Big Ten football really have a chance to win a national championship? Might, that might align with Notre Dame because I have something special. We're going to hear from one of my uh, mentors and in the business, uh, Stephen Bardo, who has a great podcast, Bardo's Breakdown. You want to hear anything about college basketball. You know, Stephen Bardo is a college basketball analyst, Fox Sports, Big Ten Network, ESPN, everybody. That's how good he is. He does it for everyone. He has his own podcast. He says some very interesting things about basketball in the Big Ten, which is going to lead us to our conversation that Cam McDaniel started on Friday's show. Right? So as always, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, in conjunction with CFB Nation and Irish Breakdown, home of the misguided passion, it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Left, we'll get to your your wing recommendation at the end of the show as well. <laughs> listen, I peeped it. Listen, and I'm, and I'm trying it today. I just I just uh, want to let you know I'll be trying it today. It is the best flavor I've ever had. I can't explain. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's get this started, right? I was man had the pleasure of co-hosting with Cam McDaniel on Friday. And we touched on what he talked about. But I wanted to bring it back for LL Nation because a lot of the fans reached out and asked specifically or asked for specifics about what Cam said in their comments and questions on YouTube and on the downloads in the podcast or Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Once again, we appreciate you, LL Nation, Notre Dame fans. So here is a snippet. And it was almost eight minutes, but here is about three and a half minutes of Cam Hart. I mean, Cam Hart, Cam McDaniel on Friday, co-hosting with myself. when he was talking about tradition at Notre Dame and change that could benefit Marcus Freeman. Check it out. I've been talking to a couple people about this recently. This topic's been coming up. And uh, I think that one thing, you know, we talked about that transition from the old to the new. Yeah. And, man, if you want to, you know, if you want to be a part of legacy in a way, like, you got to realize, like, you're you're creating it, like, you're growing with it. Like, it's growth. And there is definitely, like, entitled consciousness around the Notre Dame kind of community mm. i would say that ultimately like that has to that has to go that has to be shed off in order for um i think in order for things to to really move in the way that like a marcus freeman um would need it to move in order to kind of be in sync or be in step with what i think he's trying to do as a philosophy there because it's different it's uh it's unique. It's new. It's a new expression. And sometimes people like we're, we're a very traditional university in so many ways, especially when it comes to football. 
it's uh you know it's greatly esteemed for um what has been done there and we've i think we've embraced a lot of like a lot of new on the external like we've gave the stadium a makeover we've Ooh. uh you know create like new facilities um a whole new coaching staff but I, I i feel like there's something internally you know going on there um and really like at a deeper level where you talk about the notre dame like community as a whole um i feel like if we can shed off you know some of that more of that entitlement uh mentality kind of like the uh almost like the arrogance of that you know because there's just some straight up arrogant dudes sometimes that like you get from nd <laughs> and i'll just like i'll be the first to say it because you know i've been around it but um there's also just some of the most amazing human beings i've ever met that like embody like the true ethos of what i think notre dame like really means and like what it is and uh i think like the more you know we start to embrace that like that authentic expression and kind of embracing some of this uh this new era if you will um yeah man i think marcus freeman could be that guy uh, i do think that there's a component of embracing some of the aspects of that tradition that are really unique and if it's done in a way that's intentional and sacred then i think it's worth it like i think that that first summer and like freshman year it really is a great exercise to be linked into the student body um and that that again is just more of the ethos of notre dame that i would say is like the stuff that like keep that you know like keep some of that uh but after you know they've done their redshirt freshman year or whatever like on through summer and they're linked in with the student body give them opportunities to be linked in with the student body but just know that like their life looks different than everybody else like it just does left i've had this conversation with you and, and you've been honest and said look it's hard to change and do certain things for the football program when you're looking at the son of a Silicon Valley company, uh, son of a Fortune 500 company, daughter of an heiress of this particular trust fund, or like you're surrounded by that in Notre Dame. So within the community, how do you feel like they're going to do anything to make athletes feel special or invest in them feeling special? And that's the difficulty of the tradition at Notre Dame. Like you do have that type of classroom, which is actually cool. I, I would have loved to have that type of classroom. I look to my left and the daughter of the president of Boeing is like right there next to me. I get to rub shoulders. I get to chat it up with the, the daughter of this startup company that is now, you know, top 10 in the world. You don't get those experiences, and that's why Notre Dame is special. It's one of one, and that's why we asked the question yesterday. Like, knowing that Notre Dame is one of one, 
and the growth that college football is making and the evolution that's taking place if Notre Dame never keeps up and they end up winning one championship every 10 years, would you be satisfied with that? Because, look, the culture is the culture. You know, should there, could there be some things that they could change that would make things more feasible for Marcus Freeman to do what he wants to do and have his vision come into play? Probably. Will that happen? That's the million-dollar question, right? So... Mm. I think that, uh, yeah, I think, will it happen? A lot of things got to change that's outside of the goo that, that that don't play or don't take part in football. That got to be on the home team. You know, I think Notre Dame's just a I'm going to do it my way type of place, which creates a certain arrogance that I think it makes it what it is. I don't. I think if Notre Dame didn't have the arrogance it had, when it came to where they feel where their position is in college football, then they wouldn't be independent. You know, yeah. be like, of course we'll be a freaking big 10 team or an ACC competitor, but it's something about that arrogance, which makes Notre Dame a hated or love it type of place, which I think is what uh, it's like, you know, you buy it or you, you take it or leave it. You know, Jesus said you take one side or other, but don't stay on the fence. And I think Notre Dame is a place where you don't stay on the fence for for a good reason at the same time. Well, Marcus Freeman, uh, what you have to do at Notre Dame is what Notre Dame is built off of. And that's a lot of things that you can't exactly quantify. You ask any Notre Dame person, what do you like about Notre Dame so much? And they always tell you the same thing. I just don't know you got to be there. So when it comes to is Marcus Freeman is structurally and all the things are going to happen and go his way. You just don't know either. You just got to be there. And so for him, yeah. can he he's got to pull it out of a magic hat because a lot of that is what makes the, the spectacle and the mystery of Notre Dame so great because I'm sure asking from 88, how did they do it? They ask yeah. him, how are you going to do it now? So I think that's something that maybe Notre Dame likes leaning on. They like to have that. Yeah, we're really good and we're leading a lot of ways, but we might surprise you with a championship here and there, but we'll always be in the running. And I think going back to what Notre Dame's green is really about, and that's that cash, the business model is set up great. If you can make a million from the bookstore every home game, just winning nine or ten games, would you change it, Sean? Would you change the bit? You because because you know if you if you try to scale and you can't keep up with the scale, it, you, you end up turning into the Cleveland Browns. You end up turning to the Cleveland Browns. So I think Notre Dame is 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 really got comfortable with the fact that we can make this money and with our eyes closed if we just stay and maintain a certain level. Don't give up the things that make us who we are and give us that arrogance that we can win in doubt of, in yeah. spite of. Don't don't give that up. Because if we give that up, we, we lay our cards out. And then we, we have to be like everybody else. So I think that they're holding on to winning in spite of as a motto. Yeah. And when that happens, you would never have the support or full support from the program or the administration as you want it. Because you, you, sometimes you got to go with the flow. And that's not Notre Dame. That's not how we operate. That's why we... And are in the peculiar positions that we end up being in, honestly. And so 
what Marcus Freeman has to do, has to do, is convince the guys in the building once you get them there, no matter who it is or how you got them, the guys in the building, you have to convince them that they can play beyond the level of their, their talent. They have to play on another level of, of, of team spirit. They have to play beyond uh, what the cards are laid in front of them. It's all messaging. It's all psychological uh, a training when you go to Notre Dame. That's why you can't. Now, it's not for everybody because it's a psychological piece that's always operating because you're always going against the grain because they believe in doing it their way. That's why the the licensing on the logo has went from 16 to 22% because of inflation, apparently. Man, <laughs> it's crazy. And the more I thought about it, left. Look, the economics, you know, because we, we know economically and financially that Notre Dame is, they're good stewards. <laughs> they're good stewards, which means they're doing pretty well. <laughs> that endowment is doing pretty well. The revenue was doing pretty well. New apparel deal on the way. New TV deal on the way. Deal on the way. Financially, Notre Dame is in a really good spot. Beyond. It's a really good spot. Now, you have to mention, though, that 80 to 85% of college football programs at major universities don't make money. A lot of them don't make money. Notre Dame is is well beyond making a minimum wage for their return on investment. So was Camp correct in saying things are different, like the football players are different on campus. They just are. Their life is different. Like, I don't care who you're in the classroom with. There's no one in that classroom that has a life like a Notre Dame football player over the next four years. Yeah, well, it's about time management and you just don't have a lot of time compared to the average student, even though that they're special in their own right. You got to think these also are kids that, you know, outside of that perimeter of Notre Dame, Indiana, I mean, they're living great regardless. So this is a, a summer camp boarding school fantasy bubble where <laughs> oh you on mute you on mute where where the kids <coughs> serious but not serious to where they leave that bubble and have to really figure things out in life like you know they they they, they work hard i don't know why you made me think about the movie american pie that one time I was at band camp, and, and it's like <laughs> when you said that, I was like, "Oh my god!" It, Seriously, yeah. So it's a hyper, it's a hyperinflated uh, version of what you think of, of like you said, like you sitting next to people that <laughs> that their kids are the inherent of like air like this is the king of air and his <laughs> son is next to you and then phil knight's cousin is the on the other side and they both cheating off each other's tests it's like unreal <laughs> so it's just a different environment when you're a football player you know thinking that you have a certain 
just like high school. You know, you you, you athletes in high school, you know, they kind of got a little more pull. They look too a little differently. But at Notre Dame, you truly around kids that could care less. <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's cool. Like I'll go to your games. Right. I'll watch you play, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if the football program just said, we're not playing this Saturday, uh, kids would be upset, but they would have other stuff to do. You know, they – So if I randomly just walked the campus after a game and asked a group of guys, you know, what the score was. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I was walking by. I'm on the way to do something amazing. <laughs> if I, if I Range Rover over here, I might, might go golf or something, you know, but it's going on on campus. It's cool. But, like, for instance, you go to Nebraska where football players are – you walk around, they're like, oh, my God. The entire state is, like, invested in one school. I mean, I, I got two fingers up, but one TV. school. It, right. For the recruits. I, right. I just saw you on Rivals.com. Right. I know your whole birthday. I know your mom, where she work at, how you grew up. I know your little brother and how he likes, you know, playing the piano. At Notre Dame, it's like you living in the present because everybody is so focused on what they got to do, which is fair. But public school vibes, no. I mean, they're like, oh, my God, you're the the quarterback. Yeah. 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 Quarterback at Notre Dame, you know, you can have a C and they would (laughs) – they are not looking out for you. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad you mentioned that Lucky Lefty podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast. We spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You mentioned a quarterback position coming up shortly. We're going to get into it because this dude thinks that quarterback is the most important position in college football. Of course. I disagree. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Howard Griffith joins us at the bottom of the show. Left, so we know Notre Dame is good financially. I want to introduce, as I said before, my mentor, friend, Stephen Bardo. He has a great podcast for college basketball, analyst for the Big Ten Network, Fox Sports, and ESPN. What's wrong with the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament? (laughs) That was his entire show. That was his entire podcast. And I'm listening, and it came down to one thing, Left. 
<laughs> what do you think it was? Lack do, of do you, think it, do you think it was players? Do you think it was strategy? No. Stephen Bardo brought up this. Just think about it. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. I don't know. Check it out. Check it out. What's wrong with the Big Ten? Let me ask you this. Let me let me bring this to you because many of you may not know this. So the NCAA pays out conference units. What are conference units? Conference units are when a team plays in the NCAA tournament. There's a number that goes to each school, their conference for each team that plays a game. You don't even have to win, just have to play the game. So each unit is worth $337,000. Payouts are based on a six-year rolling period, and the payouts rise 3%. So my theory with the Big Ten, they have all these teams in, but they don't advance. But they've almost set up like an endowment situation. Because if you're getting seven to nine schools in a year and you're getting payouts per school per year over a six-year rolling period, you would – I don't know. I, I would think you would want to go deeper in the tournament. So here's here's the SEC so far. I calculated out of Missouri, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A&M. So the SEC got two, four, six, seven teams in, right? And out of out of the games that they're playing, because I added up the uh, the Sweet Sixteen games that Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas are going to play in, they've got sixteen units so far. That's five million three hundred ninety-two thousand dollars, and that's still counting. So when you look at the payout so far for the SEC. It's $5,392,000. Now, if you get eight or nine teams in every year, like you do the Big Ten, and you have, I don't know, 10 to 12 units, you're looking at somewhere in the range. If we said, if we say 337000 per payout, and you get 10 units a year, you're looking at a three to $4 million endowment, whether you went deep in the tournament or not. Paid out over a six-year rolling period. So if you take the last 10 seasons of Big Ten and that number continues to rise every year, that payout number. So maybe 10 years ago, it might have been at 200000 But you guys are starting to get my, my point, right? So economically, the Big Ten is fine. Nationally, from a competitive perspective, they're getting crushed. And, I mean... Jim Beheim, what he said about Big Ten last year in the tournament, he's right. Big Ten in the tournament this year, he's right. I hate to admit it, but he's right. But I, I kept scratching my head like, like the SEC went out and, and wanted to make sure that their basketball conference was competitive, so they went out and made sure that when they made hires, they made really good basketball hires. And so now you're looking at the SEC as one of the most successful conferences in the country basketball-wise. And that wasn't the case 15, 20 years ago. So they are not only have gotten more competitive, but now they're growing their NCAA tournament endowment, is, for lack of a better word, is what I'll call it. So is the Big Ten more concerned with making sure that endowment's in place? 
or are they really trying to win a national championship? Because to me, if you're really trying to win a national championship as a program and as a conference, then the coaches that you bring in from here on out need to have a style that's conducive to March, not for Big Ten basketball. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. We're going to bring this to Notre Dame. There's a reason why I played it. We're going to bring this to Notre Dame because winning ways in Notre Dame, right? Question of the day. We know what Marcus Freeman wants to do, the style of football he wants to play. Is that style of play conducive to winning national titles? Let us know. Is that style of play conducive to Notre Dame winning national titles? That's the lucky lefty question of the day. That's very important. Maybe it's a Midwest thing, left. See, maybe the South loves to spend money. We know they love to spend money out in the left coast where you're at. We know they love to spend money on the East Coast. Maybe in the Midwest schools, you know, Stephen Bardo, member of the 1989 Flying Alumni. He's a Big Ten baby. He he had to admit it. Once again, the host of Bardo's Breakdown, best college basketball podcast around. Let me tell you something. He's pointing out from a basketball standpoint, but it remains. The Big Ten, check this out. There's only one school in the Big Ten. Mm. One coach nationally that you can say is a great coach and has the resume. That's Tom Izzo in Michigan State. Yeah. Championships, multiple Big Ten championships, multiple Final Fours. Ohio State was done when they lost Thad Mata. <laughs> right? You had a nice run with Michigan. Oh, well, hold on. Before Jawan got there. Juwan Howard, yeah, right? Jawan Howard. Howard has done a good job. He hasn't gotten to a Final Four yet, though. Okay. His predecessor okay. got he's to multiple. Early. Okay, he's early. His predecessor early. got to multiple. Right? Wisconsin's coach. But my point is, Michigan State, for basketball, is the standard in the Big Ten. From a resume standpoint, let Illinois ain't doing nothing in the tournament. <laughs> Ohio State ain't doing nothing in the tournament. Ohio State didn't make the tournament. Michigan did it not as long as, as Izzo has done it, but Michigan did it for a while. Indiana ain't doing nothing in the tournament. Purdue, that's a shame. When they lost Purdue, Purdue's not doing anything in the tournament. Even though they were number one throughout the season, though. Got spanked. Got spanked. Fairly Dickinson, bro. What are we talking about? So what he says is apropos. What is he saying? In order to make money, you got to spend money. The SEC, that had a subpar basketball conference, chose to invest. What investment did they make? The first big investment is coaching. You have to invest in coaching. In football, you have to invest in coaching. And if you have a problem or you pause at investing money in big-time coaching, whether it's basketball, football, you don't want to win championships. You just don't. You don't. You don't want to win championships. You don't. Tom Izzo holds on to his assistants, and they're paid very well. Now, does he win every year? No. Does he struggle? Yeah. I have more confidence in Michigan State in the tournament every year. Tom Izzo beat 
Zion Williamson, and that yep. whole crew. Yeah. With, I tell me how many. I think they have one player off that team in the NBA right now. One. Out of starting five. One. Don't tell me coaching doesn't matter. Coaching matters. Especially in big games in them tournaments. Especially in big games. It may not matter when you're playing these scrubber dub teams. That's what recruiting matters. Recruiting, I would say recruiting and coaching, what percent holds. But that goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand, but I would say coaching is is at least 45%. That goes hand in hand. And the recruiting goes to what he said at the end. Are you hiring coaches to win the Big Ten? Or are you hiring coaches to win a national championship? Because if you just, want a coach, you just want a coach that can win the Big Ten, that's easy. Everybody can play the same way. Go get some plodding big men and run up and down the court with no athleticism. You can win the Big Ten. Purdue did it. They had Zach Eady, and they just dominated the Big Ten. And then when the guards had to play some real guards, those freshman guards had to play real guards, what happened? They got exposed. But football in the Big Ten does it. The but they only have – But it's the same, left. beat Ohio State or to beat Michigan. That's the That's, whole Big Ten's goal. No, no, no. Ohio State is the only program right. that can compete with Georgia and Alabama right, in right, the Big right. Ten. It's I'm only one – conference. Yeah, Big Ten's like, we're just trying to beat Ohio State every year. We beat Ohio State. That's our Super Bowl. That's it. And then the Big Ten championships like a consolation That's it. Brett Bielema is – Purdue win last year. Brett Bielema isn't thinking about winning a national championship. No. Kurt, Kurt Ferris isn't thinking about winning a national championship. If Illinois beat Michigan last year, they would have felt good about the – Oh, win. dude. Brett Bielema would have got a new contract already. <laughs> yeah, for real. for real. If he had beaten Michigan. I promise you. New yep. contract. Extension, big money. And I have to ask myself, is it just a Midwest thing? Is well, it just now something? that it's expanding, SC going to try to win a championship. So they may be trying to compete with Ohio State, and they may get bigger linemen because of that. So as long as Lincoln Riley can pull these quarterbacks, they're going to be in contention with Ohio State. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I will agree with that. So that brings me – we're talking about Notre Dame, winning ways, style of play, you know, what they want to do and how they want to win. And it just begs the question, can they win with Marcus Freeman's identity? I kind of told him this today in the team meeting is that I have a vision and identity I want for our team. And that's to be a team that can run the ball and stop the run. Right. I want to I believe in our O-line and our D-line being the foundation of our team. And so um, I'm excited to see if that can become our identity. That's my vision. Um, I also want to see a team that's aggressive. You know, that's one of our mantras, challenge everything. What does that mean? It means be aggressive. Do not play timid. Do not play scared. Think outside the box offensively and defensively, schematically. Be, be, be okay with taking chances. Well, we are afraid of taking chances. That's just not how we're built. You know, we wouldn't have such a huge – endowment if we were taking chances because we're not spending money that we don't have to you know we were trying to negotiate a 1.2 million buyout or something really ridiculous what was it it was it was real 
on brand with what we do as a program. So taking a chance, no. However, Marcus Freeman can inspire his team to take a chance to play beyond their means, to play together and realize that I would be honest. I'm like, listen, guys, our brand is against the grain. So if y'all don't band together and pull a new inspiration beyond just <laughs> winning games, like 2015, I think I really believe in 2015, we came out of camp saying we don't care who's out there. We're winning it all. We didn't need anybody else, which was important because, I mean, we inspired each other. We played great. We had a bunch of first-round, uh, all-conference award winners, preseason, all type of stuff going on. But that's because we were so tight-knit as a group that we played better and was more intimidating than the teams that we played. And we was ready for the challenge. I think that's where it comes from. You're not going to get saved by a bus full of five stars at Notre Dame. It's just not going to happen. It's just not pulling it in like that. We'll get a couple off the off the apple truck. We'll get a couple apples off the apple truck heading down to Georgia. <laughs> we, we, we get a couple peaches off the peach tree they forgot about. You know, we may steal one big one, but that, you know. Thank you